So do you remember the commercial, Never Let Them See You Sweat? I always thought that was an effective commercial. I think the commercial for Sweat Block uh, should be Don't Sweat. Uh, because I, I'm telling you, I've used their deodorant stick, stick, and it's the best I've ever tried. But the Sweat Block wipes I used last week, uh, I think it's it's been seven days. I put I put it on once and I don't sweat my underarms. I don't my mm. I don't smell at the end of the day when I've been outside in a hundred degree temp. It's amazing. You got to get that to Jeffy. Yeah, I know. We got to put it all over. He needs to take a bath yes. in it. It is truly remarkable stuff. Sweat block. Sweatblock.com. Sweat. I'm going to actually try it on on my forehead and my. Because I was out, mm-hmm. and my underarms were not, I wasn't perspiring at all, but my head was just pouring water. Uh, it, it's truly an amazing thing. Uh, try it now, sweatblock.com. By the way, I don't think you're supposed to do what I'm going to do. But anyway, uh, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You can also find them on Amazon. It's remarkable. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Pennsylvania is probably where all eyes are going to land tonight as we count the votes in the primary. Uh, the primary is going to go to, I think, some, I hope, some really radical left-wing uh, politician. Um, and then, who's it going to be on the other side? Is it going to be Dr. Oz, McCormick, or Barnett? Now, we've had Kathy Barnett on. We're not going to have Dr. Ross on. Uh, and uh, we wanted to have McCormick on. He's on with us in just a second. This is probably one of the key races. It is the key race in America today. Primary in Pennsylvania. Dave McCormick, the candidate for the Senate, joins us in 60. Hannah wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. Now I can work in my flower garden. I can walk my dog, run up and down the stairs. I can do all the things that I I used to do without pain. And I sleep through the night, which never used to happen. Thank you, Relief Factor. I absolutely love this stuff. It's changed my life. Hannah, thank you for writing in. Dealing with pain is really tough. If you've tried everything, I mean everything, like I had, you're going to think to yourself, there's no way this natural thing is going to work for me. I I understand. I was there. There's no way this was going to work for me. I still take it three times a day. I've been taking it for years now, and it has transformed my life. 
It is Relief Factor. Get a trial pack right now. Try it for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You'll get the three-week trial pack for $19.95. 800, the number four relief. 800 for relief or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. U.S. Senate candidate Dave McCormick joins us now. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, Glenn, how are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, This is such an important race. We cannot lose this seat. Uh, And it it is down to three of you. Uh, Donald Trump has has endorsed Dr. Oz, uh, which I I don't understand. But um, Kathy Barnett was on with us last week. I think she's good. I have some questions, but I think she's good. And I wanted to make sure we talked to you today, uh, the day of the primary. So let's just start with with I know who you are, that you are you were a a guy who went out and fought for our country. You went to West Point. You were a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne with the uh, Army. I really appreciate all your service. Where do you stand on ESG? Well, listen, I think what's happened well, for, uh, first thing, and thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, I think what's happened in um, in our business community and in, in government with this shift towards wokeness, it's the combination of really wokeness and weakness that um, has made me want to run and really believing that's taking our country in the wrong direction. And the ESG is at the is at the top of the wokeness list where essentially the idea of sustainability and the, and the broad ESG platform has, has permeated everything. It's become the highest order. It's become what's supposed to drive companies, what's supposed to drive our government. And I think it's taken us in a really damaging direction. And it's, it's, it's thoughtless. It doesn't have a lot of rigor behind it. And, um, and I think it's bringing CEOs into the world of policy and politics, which is exactly where they don't belong. And so I think it's a dangerous trend, but it's part of a broader trend where you see wokeness really chipping away at our institutions, our military, our schools, our business community. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm running, to push back on, on the combination of those two things. So tell me about inflation. What is happening and what do we do to, to stop it? Yeah, I'm uh, driving around Pennsylvania in my pickup truck. I have a family farm here. I grew up here in, in Pennsylvania in a small town called Bloomsburg. Okay. One company town with the McGee Carpet Mill, which... Uh, uh, sadly, has uh, mostly gone away at this point. And this is the issue that comes up over and over again is inflation. And it's the direct result of Joe Biden's terrible policies. Joe Biden's blaming on everybody but himself. That's the first thing I learned at West Point is leaders take accountability and he's taken none. And there's three things that he's done that have really driven it. The first is the enormous spending. What's happened in the last 18 months goes beyond anything in history in terms of the spike in spending. It's his terrible energy policy, which which overnight made us energy dependent. And, of course, fuel costs is a, is a primary component of inflation. That's And that's killing Pennsylvanians, working families, elders on uh, fixed income. This inflation and gas prices is, is just very damaging. And then he's, he's had a very um, socialist agenda and, and high regulation, which has hurt our economy and, uh, and, and really taken us back from the pro-growth policies of President Trump. So what do you do? Well, you show up on day one. I'm a guy who, who's been a CEO of two big companies. I ran a company that created 600 jobs in Pennsylvania. You have to reverse those things. You have to cut back on the spending quickly. Um, this is extreme, and it's flowing into our economy and driving prices up. You have to reverse the energy policies, make us energy dominant, deregulate our energy sector, create pipeline capacity. 
And you have to have pro-growth economic policies, keep make the tax cuts permanent and uh, reduce regulations. And that's that's the magic formula. This isn't uh, this isn't uh, a mystery. It's a, that's the magic formula for unlocking our economy. Joe Biden has done the opposite thing and not taken responsibility for it. Um, it. Parents all over the country are facing crazy things in their school. Would you de- would you uh, 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 defund and close down the Department of Education? Yes, I would. De- yeah, well, I certainly would. And I defund anything that's supporting the teaching of critical race theory in our schools or a distorted sense of American history. It's, it's outrageous that uh, the exceptional America that we all love and have benefited from um, the greatest country in the history of the world, that history is not being taught. Um, what's being taught is a history of apology, uh, all the things that are wrong about America as opposed to all the things that are right about America. And you can't even raise your hand to, to disagree or argue about it because of cancel culture. So I think what we learned in COVID uh, was that parents got a little closer look at what's going on in their schools and they, and they don't like what they see. They don't like what they see in terms of uh, the schools and school boards and local governments, you know, petty, petty tyrants telling them what they should do with testing and masks and uh, vaccines. They don't like the, the, the curriculum that's being taught. And they don't, haven't even historically had transparency on curriculum. It's only because you're sitting next to your kid while they're working from home that you see really what's being taught. And they don't like the sexualization that's being taught in the right. schools and when it's being taught by whom. And so I think we've got a crisis in our schools. Certainly the Department of Education is, is, is part of the problem. But the real problem is we don't have school choice. And so that's that's the way to create the right accountability is to uh, is to break the back of our current model. And the only way to do that is give parents and students choice, put the money with the kids. And I think you'll see a completely different system. It'll be disruptive as hell, but it's, it's very necessary. The border. Yeah, I went to see it. Um, you know, I've been following this carefully, obviously watching on TV. I, I went to Yuma uh, about uh, six, seven weeks ago. Brandon Judd, um, the president of the Border Patrol Union, has endorsed me. Um, whatever you think you've seen until you've been there, it's worse. Um, the border is wide open. It's killing Pennsylvanians. We have a fentanyl crisis in Pennsylvania, 5,000 um, deaths last year. Um, the crime, the midnight flights, it's, it's, on the, it's a top three issue for Pennsylvanians. And uh, it's, a, it's an easy fix. You just have to go back to the policies President Trump had. Finish the wall. You can see the wall where I visited. There's a wall, and then there's big stacks of steel, and there's contractor trailers. By the way, the contractors got paid because, even though the wall wasn't finished. So by the, the construction, and you got to reverse the catch and release, and um, and then we got to crack down on this fentanyl problem. And we and, and the border is the first step. Law and order. Uh, in our cities is the second step. We got a, a terrible district attorney in Philadelphia, and, and we're not we're not being tough enough on uh, drug crimes. We got to kill the cartels at the border, and uh, and and you know where that fentanyl is produced? China. So we got to go hard at China on a, on a whole range of things. But we got to close down the fentanyl factories, which come to Mexico, go across the border, forty eight hours to get to the Northeast. It is a big deal in Pennsylvania, Glenn. This is this is probably the thing on the campaign trail that surprised me the most was how big a problem we have in fentanyl. I, I had read right. about it, but it's terrible. It, eighteen of what is it? Eighteen to forty nine or eighteen to thirty nine year olds. Uh, it's the number one killer uh, in America. Yeah. Hundred and I think nine thousand, which is about fifty thousand more 
than uh, died in COVID. I mean, it is a massive, massive problem that nobody's talking about. Um, you are right about t- that. Talk to me about, you know, you just mentioned China. Uh, talk to me about what we're doing in Ukraine. Would you have voted to the for the last forty billion dollars to bring our aid up to Ukraine to fifty eight billion? A- absolutely not. I'm I'm offended by it, um, but I'm offended for two reasons. I'm offended by the way this came about. Thirty three billion dollar proposal from Biden makes its way to the to the Congress. Somehow along the way, seven billion more gets gets thrown on top of it. No hearings. Um, no clear accountability, not sure, mm-hmm. sure where the money is spent. So that's offensive. And then on top of it, $40 billion going out the door at a time when America's in crisis. We're in a crisis. You know, a fraction of that could finish that border wall I was just talking about. So I think um, the whole notion of doing that just shows how disconnected Washington is right now from the people I'm seeing in Pennsylvania every day. And they're, I mean, they're, they're angry, Glenn, you know this, they're angry about a lot of things, but it's stuff like this that makes them scratch their head and say, what the hell is going on down there? And, uh, and listen, as a business guy, as someone who's never been in politics, I can go down there and be a disruptor. I, I will look at things through the, through the lens of what makes sense, what's common sense, and what, uh, what do my conservative values that I've lived my whole life tell me we should do right now. And uh, my obligations will be only to the people of Pennsylvania. And I'm, I won't be afraid to break a little glass. Um, the, um, the the U.S. military is just it's being run by idiots and uh, uh, morons and uh, politicians, honestly, leftists. Can we can we clear enough wood out of the top of the Pentagon to restore the credibility back? Well, you need, listen, you need, you need, um, you need war fighters. Uh, you need war fighters. Uh, there's, there's two problems that I see with our, with our current military. The first problem is the one you refer to where we've got, um, we've got a, a whole social yeah. agenda that's high, the wokeness that I mentioned earlier. And that takes focus off of uh, war fighting. We have, we've got a bunch of leaders, both mil- uniformed and civilian that are much more worried about ESG and things like that than, you know, how do we go head to head with China? And so that's problem one. Problem two is I, I fear we're making the mistake that our military has made in the past, which is we're fighting uh, the last war, not the, not the future war. And when I look at what it's going to take to go head to head with China, uh, I don't think we're investing in the right things. I don't think we've got the right kind of innovative leadership. I think there's complacency. And I think, um, I think we're not on a path to be the dominant force in the world that we need to be. And, uh, you know, I'm subscribed to Ronald Reagan's line of peace through strength. And America needs to have the premier military in the world. And, and it may, needs to be clear that if you cross the line with America, the results will be devastating. And I, I fear that our military is taking us down a path where, where that's not the case. And then, of course, when you have incompetent leadership at the top, like Joe Biden and the debacle in Afghanistan, that 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 invites tyrants around the world to test us because they think uh, they think they found a soft spot. So one more question, and then I'll let you go, Dave. I know it's a busy day for you, but uh, we're talking to Dave McCormick. He is uh, running for U.S. Senate uh, in Pennsylvania. This is probably the number one race. Um, you know, um, some people don't understand why uh, Kathy is surging uh, in the polls here recently, and I think it is because, if I may translate. I don't think um, Republicans truly understand 
how done uh, Republican voters are with the Republican Party, how done they are with saying one thing and then getting in and and thinking you're fighting the same fight that we fought in, you know, 1985. Um, We are up against the wall. The Constitution is barely hanging on. We are in the fight of our life. Why should Pennsylvanians trust that you're going to go in and you're not going to be part of the McConnell, you know, Romney clan? Yeah. Well, listen, I think Pennsylvanians are zeroing in right now on um, on a couple of things. They feel like the country's slipping away. Uh, they know that this race is the most important race in their lifetime. They're trying to figure out who the candidate is that best shares their conservative values and, and agrees with what you said and is going to fight for it. They're asking themselves who can win this general election because the stakes are so incredibly high. And they're, and they're asking themselves who has the experience to show up on day one and deal with the things you just asked me about, the border, inflation, because you, we don't have time for on-the-job training. We know what that looks like. That's Kamala Harris. That's on-the-job training, right? It's a disaster. And so um, I believe I'm that candidate, and that's the momentum that I'm feeling on the ground because as people zero in on this, they don't want to take any risk. And as, with regard to Kathy, I know Kathy, got to know her on the campaign trail. I admire her personal story, but she's been tested. She was tested 18 months ago and lost um, a congressional seat by, by 20 points and now is under the spotlight. And listen, I've been under the spotlight for a long time, um, and there's, there's questions that all of us need to ask, and she cer- or answer rather, and she certainly needs to answer all of those, including you know, the support she has from the Club for Growth, which is a perfect example of a, of a big part of the establishment. So um, that's, that's the state of the race. And um, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Glenn, the thing I would like to, to close with is uh, for your Pennsylvania listeners, I'm asking for their vote. Um, I've, I've uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day if I'm America first. I've been America first uh, since uh, uh, at the age of 18 when I went to West Point and then, and then went to the 82nd Airborne Division. And I'm a conservative that uh, has succeeded in business. I've lived the American dream. And I want to have a chance to make sure that American dream is available for our kids. And it's not going to be unless we take significant uh, change, corrective action right now. And, um, and I can be a big part of that change in the Senate on behalf of the great people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So thank you, sir, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Dave, it's great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That's Dave McCormick. You can follow him or find out more information if you uh, are, are thinking of voting in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dave McCormick. PA.com. Dave McCormick, PA.com. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Not only is the Federal Reserve affecting interest rates, they are also bringing about a more volatile stock market. That hurts you. That hurts uh, your wealth, your spending, your retirement, all of it. At this point, unless something unbelievable happens, a recession is coming. Are you prepared for it? You need to protect your assets and your finances, which is why I I continually um, try to encourage you to get a free mortgage review with American Financing. You can learn about custom loan options. It might fit your budget better. may not. Um, Looking at your home equity that is right now, can you use that to pay off high interest debt from your credit cards? Um, you could even shorten your mortgage term. Anything you can do to keep more of your hard-earned money. 
They're currently saving people like you up to $1,000 a month. Imagine what that could do every month for your family. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. What'd you think of him? I liked him. Yeah, I did too. I liked him. I, think I like I like Kathy. I'm I'm. I do too. But there's some questions there. Yeah, and it's and it, the stakes are so high. But yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm glad I'm not voting because <laughs> it'd be hard. I, I'd hate to have to make that choice. It would absolutely be between McCormick and Barnett. Yeah, for me. Yeah, for, for me. me it would. I mean, uh, I, but I have Oz to tell you, even be a consideration. I have to tell you, uh, one of the reasons why Donald Trump selected him is because. He knows he he thinks he can win Mm -hmm. and he has judged him. And I know he does not want. He he said, I can't do anything if I have the same kind of Republicans that I had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't believe Donald Trump had changed. I don't I know. I don't know. Oz uh, has changed at all. Um, And it's a big, big risk. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm not there. I know. Let him not. It would be tough. Please go out and vote. Whoever it is you're going to vote for, please go out and vote. And if you're uh, voting for a Democrat, please vote for the really, really super liberal one. The I think he just had a stroke, didn't he? Yes. Which is, I mean, really sad. And I I Mm -hmm. pray for his family and, and for his full recovery. But I mean, it is kind of a accepted thing to have, you know. Uh, you know, people that just can't somebody think brain straight. damaged yeah. in office. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is kind of a thing. It is kind from of a age thing, or whatever it is. Uh, so, uh, yeah. but he's he might be, and not because of his stroke. I really sincerely hope he gets um, has full recovery on his stroke. Mm-hmm. But he is a guy that is so radical that he didn't want to campaign with uh, Joe Biden, not because Joe Biden is unpopular. But because he thinks Joe Biden is a sellout and hasn't gone far enough, put a Republican against uh, him uh, and you you could win big in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Which Republican? That's up to you. And we will watch tonight, Pennsylvania. But please go out and vote. The Glenn Beck Program. Lots of reasons you don't want, uh, you know, some cyber criminal stealing your personal information. Tanya had a problem yesterday. She uh, she uh, got a text from um, PayPal and said, hey, uh, you have to uh, reset your password. Uh, just click here. She clicked on the PayPal link and she went in and she changed her password and gave her social security number. And then she realized as she sent it. Oh, my gosh, that's not PayPal. Uh, and she, for the first thing she did was call LifeLock. Uh, I, this is where things really matter and why you want LifeLock. She called LifeLock and they said, yep, you're scammed. Uh, we will watch for it. Go call 
PayPal. Make sure, change your password, change everything. Um, and uh, we're watching you for it. And they said, but honestly, don't worry. You have insurance through us, uh, and we'll fix it if it's the pro- if it does become a problem. LifeLock, they're the best. Join now, 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25%. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to Pat Gray, who is uh, sitting in for uh, Stuber Gear, who is having some uh, anti-aging plastic surgery done uh, this week. Um, we would mm. we would ask not for your mm-hmm. prayers, but for your thoughts. Uh, yeah, for him as he undergoes the knife in Tijuana, I believe. Mm, I think it was Tijuana. Yeah. yeah. So. It was and a don't say anything. there. Yeah, and don't say anything when he comes back. Right. He's going to pretend that he didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So, mm. anyway. I think it'll be still pretty obvious, because I don't know if the swelling's going to go down that quickly. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I guess. In uh, 1896, the Supreme Court, on this day, in 1896, uh, ruled in the Plessy versus Ferguson to uphold... Separate but equal accommodations in streetcars. And this is where America went off the rails. Uh, It was used to justify the segregation of public schools and everything else. Then, I'm sorry, it was uh, uh, in 1896. Today is the anniversary of what happened on May 17th, 1954. And that is the overturning of Plessy versus Ferguson uh, in the ruling of Brown versus the Board of Education. And it was um, a young woman, African-American, Linda, Linda Brown, who was denied enrollment to a school because she was black. And she said, not only is segregation uh, unconstitutional in school, but all separate but equal laws were unconstitutional as well. This is what led to the end of segregation. And it was even uh, though there was precedent. Yeah, there was 58 years of precedent. Even though stare decisis exists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Roe versus Wade was in effect for 49 (laughs) years, but this one was in 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 effect for 58 years. But nobody seems to have a problem. Settled law. It does seem like settled law. Yeah. So, look, our Constitution uh, is it was divinely inspired and i believe people can be divinely inspired but you can also be wrong uh and people our court system gets it wrong sometimes and they admit it and when they do that's a good thing as long as it's bringing us back to more freedom not less freedom um by the way the summer of rage is is going on uh but akil reed amar did you read did you read his He's a constitutional scholar and a professor at mm-hmm. Yale Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, this is in the Wall Street Journal. You know, the dire assessments, uh, you know, on the overturn of Roe versus Wade, they just don't stand up to scrutiny, end quote. Um, he is one of the many people that said Roe versus Wade. He's pro-choice. 
and said Roe versus Wade had to be overturned. It was bad law. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says uh, that you can overturn the uh, precedent. Uh, Supreme Court precedents strictly bind lower courts. They do not bind the Supreme Court itself. Indeed, an essential function of the court is to revise incorrect and outdated prior rulings. Over the last century, the court has overruled itself about twice a year, roughly the same rate at which the court has overturned acts of Congress. He said precedents fall for many reasons. Sometimes the world changes in ways that mock the logic and expectations of the old ruling. Sometimes opposing lines of cases evolve and clash, and sometimes something just has to give. Most fundamentally, sometimes the court comes to believe that an old case egregiously is misinterpreting the Constitution, so the old case must go. He said this was ripe for reversal. Uh, he also goes on to, you know, they're saying, well, this is just going to lead to everything. We're going to start putting black people back on a plantation. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, he says that is not going to happen. Uh, it is about uh, Roe versus Wade only. And Alito makes it clear in his opinion that is only about abortion. He also makes a really good point about precedent. He said the Supreme Court's not held to uh, upholding precedent. That's for the lower courts. Uh, After a Supreme Court decision, the Supreme Court can't be held to its itself being right. uh, and all it, about precedent. Yeah, in lower courts, it does. You don't want to yes. overturn precedent, but that's what the Supreme Court is for. And right. what I really love, I heard somebody say, when you're at the Supreme Court and you're arguing precedent, it means you don't have a case. Um, that's a good point. Anyway, he said, and I want to quote this, there is nothing radical, <clears throat> illegitimate, or improperly political in what Justice Alito has written. End quote. But are we going to see the end of anything? Nah. No. Hey, by the way, uh, Abbott, the baby formula maker, has reached a deal with federal regulators to open up the plant and get it running. Now, let me ask you this. What do you mean reached a deal with federal federal regulators? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, I was fascinated by that as well. Yeah, I mean, you either have said that it's sterile, sterile and there's... Nothing that can harm the baby in there. Yeah. You or clean not. it up or you didn't. Yeah. One or the other. There's no deal to be struck. Um, the uh, CEO says our number one priority is getting infants and families the high quality formulas they need. And this is a major step towards reopening our facility so we can ease the nationwide formula shortage. Uh, we look forward to working with the FDA to quickly and safely reopen the facility. By the way, uh, and he did not. This is in the this. This was really bothersome. He did not disclose the terms of the agreement, but said that production could resume in the next two weeks. It will still take six to eight weeks before it gets to market. Now, here's the thing that really bothers me about this. Um, what kind of deal did you have to make? And did you know that the FDA and the CDC swept the plant and concluded that the bacteria responsible for the infections of those babies that died 
were only found in non-product contact areas of the facility and were not the bacteria that was linked to any known infant illness. Genetic sequencing samples of two of the infants revealed that their cases uh, did not match the strains found in the plant. So why wasn't that plant opened immediately? Why are they negotiating with the federal government? I closed it down in good faith because there was a chance that our formula had that uh, that uh, bacteria in it that was causing infants to die. So we thought it didn't. We pulled all of that back off the shelves. Where is that formula? Because that formula is fine. Why isn't that formula being shipped right out again? Because there was no problem with it. So what did they do with the formula? What did the federal government make them do with that formula? And what kind of deal did this free company have to cut with the government when they were found innocent and clear of any of the problems with the babies? Why is no one asking that question? All that baby formula is down at the border at the uh, detention centers. Because they're well-stocked. They have plenty of baby formula for the illegals who have sneaked oh across our border. You see what's happening? Pat is, Pat is just buttering people up for replacement theory. <laughs> so it's happening. What you're saying here uh-huh. is you're going to have to answer to a Hispanic man someday. No, I, I wasn't. Oh, that's what. wasn't saying that. No, I read it in Rolling Stone. That's exactly you? what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So anytime yeah. you're opposed to illegal immigration. Yeah. It's replacement, it's replacement theory. Yeah. It's replacement theory. Okay. Yeah. Huh. By the way, um, you have to listen to our number one uh, of the podcast today because we went in to what the media is saying, what the true facts are. And uh, this replacement theory nonsense we go into what was actually in the um, manifesto of the killer. There's stuff you haven't heard yet. And that's all on the podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts after this show. All right. I know what you're thinking. My gosh, Glenn, you are so handsome, so youthful, energetic. How can that be? Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy, right? Chicks, dig me. I can't. I have to. Ladies, please. I'm happily married. Now, I get my beauty rest. Every, that's how I look this. That's why I look this great. Right, Pat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yes. Exactly. It's because I'm getting a good night's sleep. Uh, are you getting a good night's sleep? You have to try my pillow. Just try it. 60-day money-back guarantee. If you don't love it, ship it back. You have to try the Giza Elegant Dream Sheets. Uh, the, uh, these things are really the best sheets I've ever had. Pat, you'll verify. Sheets knob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Sheetsa. time. Big okay. time. These are 39 bucks. I don't know. They're on sale now. Buy one, get one wow. free. Uh, and they are, they're the best. They are the best. It's great. Use the promo code BECK. Buy one, get one free on all of their products. I'm sorry, select products. But, you know, you can get the Giza Dream Sheets. You can get the pillows. Just enter the promo code back. 
Do it now, or you can call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. It's buy one, get one free right now at MyPillow.com. The Glenn Back Program. couple of uh, stories that I want to clean up on. First of all, the um, the church that came under fire uh, in Orange County, California, uh, Sunday. We're finding out more about it now. You know, it was a, a 68-year-old Asian guy from Las Vegas who drove in to shoot these people. And he not only was going to shoot them, uh, he came in and he apparently nailed one door shut. I mean, it must be a loud church if yeah. somebody's just nailing the door shut. And then he came in and he chained the rest of the doors. He tried to super glue all the locks so nobody could get out. I assume even him. Um, and he had a bag full not only of bullets, but he also um, uh, had, I think, three or four Molotov cocktails um, in, in the bag. He was planning on, you know, that's that's. That's Nazi stuff, man. You're closing in a church, mm-hmm. locking everybody in and burning it down. Um, but he is uh, apparently Chinese and they were Taiwanese. And he this was purely political, purely political. So. But, you know, that's just a Republican thing. You know, we all take. Right. It's white supremacy. It's it is white. It's supremacy. pushed by white supremacy. Yeah. And so it's because, well, my son and I think your son uh, is over making deals with the communist government uh, right now. And so <laughs> we uh, I didn't want to talk about it, but you didn't want to talk about it. it up, yeah. I might as well. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 He's in uh, China right now. Yeah. Got some deals. Yeah. I asked him for ten percent of everything he makes while he's oh there. yeah 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 the big guy yeah yeah I said don't refer to me as you know your dad yeah or Pat just say big just say guy. big guy yeah yeah so. are you paying any of his legal fees to incorporate any of his businesses yeah if he gets without any knowledge yeah of I don't what he does? I never talk to him about what he does <laughs> right never talk right. to him about but it. but you're just calling up an attorney and saying. Yeah, why don't you? Here's the credit card. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Just charge me. I don't even know if I need you. Yeah, but just in case, I'm yeah. going to start paying you. Yeah, a lot of money. A lot of to money. fix it. So anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the church in Orange County. Yeah, these churchgoers were fantastic. Oh, just heroes. 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 Yeah. Um, immigrants, I believe. Mm-hmm. Most of them from Taiwan, so they're immigrants. Which I'm torn now because I'm supposed to hate them, according to MSNBC. Um, the um, uh, the sheriff said, we believe a group of churchgoers detained him, hogtied his legs with an extension cord and confiscated at least two weapons from him. He was detained when the deputies arrived. And first, the former pastor of the congregation hit him with a chair and put him down. <laughs> and then that. they hogtied him. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I love that. I love that. Otherwise, there would have been oh, it would have been many bl- more people they, killed. Yeah. Everybody there. Everybody there killed. probably would have been killed. I mean, he was yeah. planning on on uh, you know burning it down to the ground. Forty people were inside uh, the church. Jeez. Um. So 
it was a it was a former pastor that was going back to Taiwan and they were having a, a goodbye lunch mm. uh, for him. And that's when this guy came in. They, they're not giving any more details on this one because, you know, there's no real interest in no. that. You know, it's Asian on Asian crime. We don't we, not interesting, not interesting at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating that somebody here in America feels so strongly, so pro China. And I mean, he, he apparently is very much against Taiwan being separate from China and had just had enough. Probably, probably wow. souped up, you know, on, from Tucker Carlson. Yeah, probably. I think yeah, that's what the yeah. media is speculating. He is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he is so pro-China. Um, but anyway. And anti-Taiwan. Yeah, very anti-Taiwan. anti-Taiwan. You know, all of us Republicans are. All completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. <sighs> God bless that church. No kidding. How do you think? You think, you know, we, we, go, to, we go to church together. Mm-hmm. How do you think we'd react, gunmen? I think we'd be under the pews. Oh, I don't. Do you really? (laughs) Oh, we had a guy. I think you've got you've got people, don't you? That uh, no, but I we had a guy who I was speaking one Sunday. He came in, had a gun, and guys surrounded him. Not my guys, just regular church and sat down by him. Yeah, people realized. Yeah, he's here for you, and they were like, "We'll take care of him." Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. It was, yeah, it wouldn't he have would gotten, have no, gotten, gotten anywhere. Face in the pew fast. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's exceptional to live in Texas and with people who know they are the first responders. All right. Back in a minute.